Here we go. The Real Kipper and Boren Show. We are live on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. You can always download us wherever you get your pod. Texas 590, 590. Thursday. Not... Off the rails Friday, like I thought it was on Wednesday. It can be sort of off the rails Thursday. We can work our way off the rails this week if you want. We can do a lot of things. You know why? Because it's leap day today. Doesn't exist this day. You can do anything. You can break laws. Doesn't exist. Leap day. Right? Are you under the impression? What, Sammy? Go ahead. I'm tangled up over here, boys. I... (laughs) Just don't fall, Sammy. I got all this stuff don't, going on. Don't Sammy's spill anything. Having a tough week. I am having a tough week. Any He's, updates on your car? My car is done. I think it's just not in good shape. It crashed my head in the boards. Concussion. Yeah. Uh, poisoned myself with chili. <laughs> I made chili, and my guts are ravaged, boys. It's it's been a horror <laughs> show all day. If, and then uh, Chris Tanov. If traded, oh, it's just been a tough week. But if Sammy disappears from the screen, he's got the runs. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, know what? You're right. What, what coach was it that threw one of his players? Oh, was it uh, Daryl Sutter talking about Jonathan Huberdeau? It was like his second game there. They're like, where did Huberdeau go? And he's like, yes. Yeah. He actually used the uh, the H or the S H word. He did. Yeah. He went to. Take a shot. I won't. I won't do that on yeah. on national television. I, I know you both hate this day in history. There's not a few things you hate more. Both I'm of really you. I'm proud that our show does not really do this day in history. I know you both hate it, yeah. but on this day in Leafs history, the Maple Leafs acquire Nick Kiprios and Wayne Presley from the New York Rangers for Bill Berg and Sergio Mameso. So there you go, buddy. On this day, blockbuster. That's a compliment. I think those are good players you got traded for. He didn't get traded for a bag no, of pucks. No, no. Not a all, conditional eighth-round pick. All serviceable guys. Yeah. Right? They could do hockey. Yeah. Take so that. technically, that was like seven years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Can we say that? That it trade was. was seven years ago? The last seven. August, the last seven. February 29th. Yes. Ago. Yeah. So how, as a Toronto guy, it was just what was the feeling when yeah. you got the call that you got traded to the Leafs? Yeah, give us where were you? What yeah, happened? Yeah, I was in my apartment. 80th in Columbus. What a pad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, in 1994, yeah. so I get traded from Hartford. I was paying like $280 a month <laughs> for okay. rent in Hartford. Yeah. Like- and then I go to the Ranger dressing room and, Mar- and Messier is like, where are you living? And I said, I have no idea. He goes, you're going to live in the city. You're married? No. Okay, you're living in the city. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. Um, Any idea, like, you know what? what a ball. Yeah. What? Is, give me a ballpark. Yeah. Some somewhere around three grand. Oh, this was nineteen ninety. Oh my god. Nineteen ninety four. That's like fifteen grand right now. Or so that. I got my good buddy Brian Noonan noodles to uh, go halvesies on a on a on a second oldest building in New York City next to the Dakota. You know the famous Dakota. Yeah. Isn't that where uh, John Lennon yeah, got shot? Was your apartment, shared apartment, bigger or smaller than Jerry Seinfeld's? Uh, we almost had 2,000 uh, square feet. You were living. And uh, uh, like 25 foot ceilings. Oh, my God. I mean, good years. So, yes. So, so I'm in this apartment. Yes. I'm From Hartford in, to that. Yes. That's outhouse, penthouse <laughs> stuff. So I'm in this apartment by myself, and I just, you get a call from Neil Smith. 
he goes, I had to make a couple changes, uh, and I, I traded you, and I'm like, Looking at this apartment, going, looking at bye. And he says, uh, "You want the good news?" I said, "Sure. Uh, you're going. You're going to go home. I'm trading you to the Toronto Maple Leafs." Wow. And I'm like, then my heart sunk. Right. Sunk. It just it sunk with like, okay, what is this? This is, this is my childhood dream team, mm. right? And it was like now everything became almost surreal. So you went from hanging with Madonna in downtown New York and then you're living with your parents in, uh, in oh, Greek yeah. town? Or yeah, what? pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. It's true. I'll it's never, just coming home. I'll never yeah. forget uh, leaving my parents' house to go to my first Toronto Maple Leaf practice at Maple Leaf Gardens. Yeah. And like people are driving down the DVP recognizing me and giving me the thumbs up. It was like <laughs> wow. Now you're now you're in a city where they they yeah. truly truly recognize you. And New York's great too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, different but different type of great. No, listen. You're 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 six in line behind the Yankees, the Mets, yeah. the Giants. Yeah. Right? As much as Elias Pettersson wants to go there, it's not yeah. the best PD. <laughs> so technically on. though, are, are we working for free today? You know, are, are you I one of those? Something are, about this. are you yeah. one of those guys that believes that you know this is an extra day on sure, the calendar? I have a yearly that, salary. Today's an extra day. I'm making a lower per day rate this year. What are we, Doug McLean now on our show? <laughs> yeah. That was a There's, hot, hot button issue in my group chat this morning with guys being like, "I shouldn't have to work today. It oh doesn't count." So there you go. You're not the only ones talking about it. You know All right. I, I, when you do what you love. You're, you're never, never work. working. <laughs> you never, never working. Work oh, life. very nice. Thank you. Very nice. You know who's got to go to work tonight? The Toronto Maple Leafs. It's game day on our Leaf edition of the Real Kipper and Born Show, and we're going to be working uh, the game tonight. We are. 7 o'clock puck drop, yeah, 6, 6.30 pregame. The show pre starts in nine seconds. We're, it's literally up in less than two and a half hours, so this show's two hours long for Hopefully context. you'll have time to buy, uh, get us something to eat. Um, yeah. Or well, what do we do now? Like Snacks is an issue again. Oh, pick oh, something no. up we're for us, live. okay? We're going to live. We'll, All right. we'll get something ordered. Uh, <laughs> the snacks. <laughs> this man needs his snacks. He's a snack. But he, like, it's through the gut. My whole life is through the gut. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe there'll be some euros waiting for us. My whole life was coming out of my guts. Than where Chris Tanev ended up <laughs> getting Chris traded. Tanev, that's right. Uh, the biggest, yeah. biggest news of Everybody's the day. waiting. Everybody's know, waiting know, for, for our thoughts or your thoughts, Sammy's thoughts, and I'll, I'll throw my two cents in as well. But uh, before we touch on Toronto, Arizona, big trade last night, at least the biggest fish out there. The defenseman that was on the top of everyone's list is traded. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, for a lot of Leaf fans, it wasn't to the blue and white. Best thing to do, I think, is to start with the most passionate opinion <laughs> in the room on this. Samuel? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It hurts. Yeah, hurts. He actually really is bothered yeah. by this. I, I, you know, I'm reading a lot of what people are saying about just fans in general, about them not getting Chris Tanev and a lot of, oh, he's 34, he's a UFA, he's this, he's that. It's like, he's also really good mm -hmm. and a perfect fit. And if I'm a Flames fan, I think I'm a little bit underwhelmed by what they got back. It's, he is the number one option at a trade deadline. He's a right-hand shot. There's multiple teams that are wanting him, that are coveting his services. I, I would have happily traded the first-round pick to get him. I, I know that's probably a controversial opinion, but it's just, you're trying to win in five years or you're trying to win this year? 
He's perfect, yeah. and it's a tough blow for Leaf fans. And I'm surprised that people are trying to sort of, you know, gloss over it a little bit. Oh, just like they're coping a bit. They're being like, ah, oh, he's hurt all the time. He's old. He's also perfect, and he would have just been. He would have made this team so much better, fellas. Yeah, I like the argument about the fit thing for the Leafs. Like, uh, you know, Bunkus and I have been intermittently on the air together for a lot of years now. And the one complaint with the Leafs' decor is that it never quite fits. You can like the pieces, but you don't have lefty righty and PK PP, and like it's not. He was a fit yes. for the Leafs, and so it is a significant loss, even if you don't think the player himself was worth what would have been a call it a twenty third overall pick or something next year for the Leafs. So, um, yeah, Dallas gets him for one point two five, and frankly, that puts them in the conversation with best decor and with oh, yeah. Vegas to me in the West they, among Cup yeah, contenders. And they're going to go get another D. They've made it real Dallas clear. Will. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Just they wanted two. Already loaded back. They, there. they wanted two. No, no, no. They're not loaded. They still need. So they I really need some like testers. Harley, really yeah. like, I, I like that Hawk yeah. and Paul, uh, Lindell. Like Lindell, Yeah, now Tanev, like, yeah. and they want one more. But I told you guys a long time ago, you want to think about winning championships, you need to be in, in, in depth with eight or nine of these guys, mm-hmm. not yeah. six. Guys get hurt, fillers need to come in. But the thing is, Kip, sorry to yeah. interrupt, but I like the Leafs. Seven, eight, nine guys. I feel like they're serviceable. Like you can plug in whether it ends up being mm. Benoit, Giordano, Lagason. Yeah, I you don't know. agree with you at all. I think no? they're so think weak one of, back there. One of Benoit or Giordano is likely out to start playoffs. Benoit? Benoit's in, in the sixth then? All day okay. long. I did too, actually. Now that I think about all day long. Okay, so Giordano's probably out. That's a mm-hmm. nice seven to come in. I, mean, I, like, I got Benoit in my four right now. Yeah. No, you're right. You're Which right, you're probably right. isn't the best thing. Yeah, that yeah. In of itself is probably I, not awesome. You mentioned earlier the week about the sort of, no, I don't know if, how you worded it, but the half measures thing in terms of what they've done with the top pairing. To me, Chris Tanev was the only full measure on the market. Yeah, now where it's, it's like talk yourself you, into Labushkin. He, this is a guy that can legitimately play over 20 minutes a night on a top pair, shown that he can do it with an offensive guy in Quinn Hughes, done it in, in Calgary. Now everybody else is like, oh, great, Labushkin. Well, we saw that. Well, how'd that end? First round exit. See, I'm, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put on a, a Leaf hat. I'll put on his booster club yeah. hat for a second. I'm extremely disappointed that the Leafs didn't get Chris Tanev. Mm. Me too. There's not a team, and I include Dallas, that needed him more I than the Toronto a- Maple Leafs. Good argument. Mm-hmm. So uh, now it's plan B. I, yeah, I imagine if I'm Brad Tree living and I'm listening to the show, which I'm sure he does every day. Every day. I'm sure he is thinking like, look, this was not what you guys thought it was where you could have just given him that first and that was it. Like, it's very possible that they said, we're only doing it for Minton or we're only doing it for, you know, like, because it's yeah. Toronto, that I, leaf tax. I, I believe though, and, you know, we've talked about, uh, Maybe some friction between Calgary and, and Brad Tree Living, but I also believe that there was a chance for the Leafs to still get Tanev, and maybe it was all things being equal. It's the second rounder and this and this, but for you, the Toronto Maple Leafs, you only get them if it's a, a first. Yeah. And that's to Sammy's point where you go, okay, um, you weigh out to 22nd or 23rd first round draft choice so every scout that i've talked to so far tells me that 
between 18 and 32, it, it sinks. It's no, yeah, it's a to- coin between toss. Those it, but it sinks. Yeah, it sinks. So on a decent draft, 18 to 32, this draft would be like mid second any other draft, any other better draft. Yeah. So we are talking about a, a, a devalued later first round pick than in other draft years. So weigh that out. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm hoping for Leaf fans is that if he didn't spend it on Tanev, he's going to spend it somewhere else because he needs help. Well, can we, yeah. if I can throw to a clip, because um, Brody and Riley are playing together again tonight, and um, Keith was asked about this, and he gave an extremely honest answer that plays right into the conversation we're having. So if Derek, if you could play clip five for us, it'd be great. Yeah, you talk, you, you talk through all the different options that we have, which you've got six lefties again here tonight. Like we're in a jam right now, right? Without Lilligan being out and, and put Timmins in that, you know, being out as a right shot. That sort of just having those righties kind of lets, lets things sort of fall into place. Now when, when you have uh, the, the lefties, it, it, it uh, jams things up. Then you, you, Look at Brody's situation. To me, he played better on the left side of late. Um, but we're in a jam right now. Yeah, so we talked through all the different options, and ultimately you just, when you're in a jam like this, you just have to fall on, on what uh, has worked for you over time. Maybe it's not going the best right now, but it's worked well for us. Benoit McCabe, we know, has, has worked really well for us. So splitting that up, we don't know if that really helps our cause. How many times did he say jam there? Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where he's almost like, Let's say our power play wasn't working and we don't have good power play players. Here's why we're playing bad guys. You know, like, it's just like you don't have a different choice, really. So, you know, Leafs have six left shot guys. Arizona has played six right shot D this year. They're, they're, they've got four, uh, I, four I, right shotters tonight. I mean, maybe this is just more of a let's dump on Kyle Dubas again for a second, but like, we're. we're we're over the last few years is your stockpiling of right D. Buddy, Connor Timmons. Okay. Connor Timmons. Connor Timmons, and that, and he's hurt. And you have no other options in your organization in a year that you're supposed to be contending for the Stanley Cup. Are you kidding me? Like, where's the attention to detail over the last few years, Kyle, to have had a better balance of right-handed D in your system? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Lilligren's kind of been the only one that you've been waiting on to come along, and then every year you're picking up a new one at the deadline, like Lavushkin coming over. And like now you're, you you got to put Brody on a side that you know is a disaster. You're setting him up to fail. Like yeah. we all, like going back, he says you lean on old things, and I get that as a coach. When you're the coach, what else are you supposed to do? And I don't blame him for doing it. Everyone likes but, Benoit McCabe, but we're all watching it. Yeah, and it's just really. Minus eight combined last game? It's just not a situation that's a tenable one to me. Yeah, no, it's not. And so that, that hurt makes the 10F stuff. That's why... an extra little bit. It's just I can't imagine how much better immediately they are with 10F. Yeah. I'm just hoping that, that Brad Tree Living didn't waste too much time focusing in on trying to get from... November, yeah, for Zdorov and and Kristanov and someone 
told me the other day that he was actually thought there might be a chance that he could get Hannafin and I hope he just didn't waste all his time on on Calgary and he didn't work on some other things here because it's getting crunch time here and he needs he needs to pull a rabbit out of his hat right now for for some D bad luck that all the available D that the Leafs need were on the team he's coming from you know (laughs) that did not fall in their favor um do you how much of the like if they offer a first they get him they 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 forego the 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 Toronto tax for that kipper like I'm asking I, I don't know how big them not wanting to deal with Toronto was a factor in this but it feels like if they give up the first they probably get him no I believe that's the case yes I do I think well first of all like if you turn it down and that that word gets out that the Leafs offered a first and you took a second and a prospect yeah. from Dallas, you're you're you may never work again if yeah. you're Craig Conroy. I mean, so they also retained, you know, right. Yeah. So yeah, I do believe that if they would have gone that deep, they weren't willing to do that, which means what they've got something up their sleeve moving forward here. I guess. Quick question: What's New Jersey doing? This team is going to finish. Oh yeah, it's part of that trade. Two points out of a playoff. They retained uh, in exchange for a fourth rounder in 2026. Like, are they not going to get competitive here? Do they not? They have 8.3 million in cap space. Are they just punting yeah. on the season because Hamilton's hurt? No, maybe they're like, hey, see how much we're helping you here, yeah. Craig. Want to give us Markstrom now for cheaper? So mm. <laughs> the amount. You know, I don't hate the idea though. That there's some futures but involved. There. The, the amount. Of conversations over probably the last six or eight weeks that have included third teams is probably 85% of the conversations. Everyone needs So, like, you can sit there and say, okay, New Jersey just gave up cap space, but it's everything's an asset. Yeah. Even the money that they took. You can move that money out. You could ha- you could do another deal, and you can move that money back out mm-hmm. with another third team. You've got a fourth rounder you can play with now. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of that juggling going on. Sure, you could in in fact attach a fourth to a pick on retention for someone you want, you know, and and to get that money yes. back in a way. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so there's a sense. lot of balls in the air right now. Yeah. And I think the uh, you know the Leafs should be at the forefront right now of. Of trying to come up, any names coming to you off the top on where where the Leafs can go for a right shot D? Listen, I'm just rooting for Seattle to tank hard and hoping that they can. Larson, you know, no, that's not I happening. Like Morgan, Morgan's my. It's guy. not happening. No, no, no. They're happy with their D. They're happy with their goaltending. You got, you got a no. name. Uh, David Savard. Yeah. Half Montreal. Half measure. Nah, but it's a good half. Measure. It is a half measure. I mean, but there's no, there's no available. He's That's got, what I mean. I'm just sour. He, he's, got, I'm sour. Yeah. he's got term, yeah. and he, he's on. He's, he's his name's out there. Mm-hmm. Right-handed D, heavy guy, experienced. I like now. It. Do yeah. you do you have to go bigger? You know, you wrote an article today, and I I did skim through it. Thank um, you. But it did mention like three or four things that yeah. the Leafs need to trade for or or do. Yeah, both. Okay. You know, the, the, the handedness of their D needs to be addressed via trade. Okay. That's something they can't sort out themselves. But yeah, the okay. rest of it was mostly so stylistic. If, if that's the case, then I don't think like this can't be one of those 
trade deadlines for the Toronto Maple Leafs, in my opinion, where you just you spend a, th- a fourth round pick and you bring in Labushkin. I would. Okay. That's where it's going, Th- Kip. That's where this is going. It can't go there. The Leafs are going to get. Yeah, I you know, can't go there. A third or fourth round, or a third or fourth line forward. They've a, th- a third pair D, and they're going to go. We like our guys. They've played that movie before. Yeah, we know how it ends. It ends in a fiery ball of death. So, I <laughs> it's a dark I'm, ending to the movie every year. I'm hoping that, that Brad Tree Living can pull a, a three for three, or just to change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the team needs more than just one right-handed guy to come in, especially if it's just a third-pairing guy. Mm-hmm. Funny because Tree has been on the record saying he's a, a tweaks guy. He doesn't believe you can remake your roster mm-hmm. at the deadline. I mean, we know it happened last year with the Leafs here where they did remake their roster, um, but people say it didn't work. So, But doesn't mean it wouldn't. It's not like they. there are uh, no concerns in other areas of the, of the roster. Right now, do you have a definitive answer for me when I say who's your second-line centerman in game one of the playoffs? No, I no. don't. I don't. I don't think it's Max Domi. Is that... Uh, do you think it's John Tavares? I mean, I think it probably yeah. is. I don't want it to be, but I think it probably is because I'm not confident that they're going to do something big enough to go get a second line center. It's, I mean, Elias Lindholm moved, uh, Sean Monahan moved. You know, there's not a ton of available good second line centers. At this Adam Henrik? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Is that just another rental though? Unfortunately. So I like Kenrik and think he helps the Leafs a lot. I think they look a lot better with him. But I just, I don't love like a long-term, you know, trade a whole bunch and sign Henrik. Like, I don't think he's a long-term solution, but would love him as a rental. What's he going to cost? Probably seconds that they don't have. Uh, he's having a good year. No, I think a, f- a first. He cost a first? A first. He's only, I mean, he's got 38 points in 57 games, and he's only minus two playing on that Ducks team. If so. you... If I go back to a David Savard, could you do something bigger with the Montreal Canadiens? Would you like Josh Anderson here? Uh, or no? I like but, what you're thinking about. I like the idea of, you know. Gallagher? Yeah, I like Gallagher, and I think he's something they could Sammy? use. He's a left winger. I don't you like Gallagher contract, coming though. in with yeah, David Savard? Now a, we're talking about a big, significant trade. I just have a hard time His believing Habs and Leafs are going to make a trade like that. I don't know. What that's... I don't know. New management on both sides. Not a lot of scars. No, well, it's just it's the Leafs and the Habs. When's the last? I guess the Placanitz one was the last one they did. Second rounder. Yeah, that was weird. But anyways, but yeah. anyways, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that uh, as, as it progresses here. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Joseph Wall playing goalie tonight? Sure. That's, that's a positive. Do you want to hear the clip about it? Very much. Okay. Here's Keith clip one on Joe Wall starting. Uh, Joseph's for, uh, preparing to play. So uh, he looks good, feels good. You know, we'll, we'll give him every, you know, uh, every minute that we can. You know, get through the day and and all that kind of stuff. And you know, the plan is for him to to play and be activated tonight uh, before the game. Um, so that is the plan. But like I said, you know, with any player coming off of off of the IR, you give them, you know, as much time as possible to make sure that they're good. But that is the plan. They are so guarded. I hate that. I hate is that it. Not the funny, is that not the funniest clip? Any he's, other coach in the league? Hey, who's Joe Wall goes tonight. Yeah. Next question. Yeah, he's playing. He's the goalie tonight. Joe Wall is the starter. Like, 
you know what's gonna unless like barring getting hit crossing the road to his car today, he's in. You know, like barring something. Ha- of course, we always assume any lineup decision made in the morning is barring them getting through the day healthy. But all they're doing is going home to nap and eat pasta. <laughs> hey, have you ever not been hurt like jumping in bed? <laughs> I got hurt playing two touch before a game. Yes, slipped. I get it. Barring right? something happening, he's the guy. So he's playing tonight is what I believe that corporate politician jargon was. That yeah. jargon, that uh, verbal, you know what? Yeah. So anyway, Joe Wall's back, baby. 85 days between starts for Joseph Wall, I believe. Yeah. 85. Yeah, that's almost three months of days. Yeah, that's I a mean, long time. It is. I'm very excited to see him. And because, I think he's starting in the right situation, yeah. right? Coyotes have lost 13 straight games. Should be able to defend decently no well. No Clayton Keller tonight either. Is that right? Day-to-day. Yeah, day-to-day. No, Very I don't think he's playing. No, he's not going to play. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is... Well, this I is, don't know. I mean... Barring, barring something bar, happening. Barring <laughs> slipping on a bar of soap. I don't know. Barring a nap in a cryogenic chamber today <laughs> and getting it figured out by game time. Sprains a finger, tying yeah. a shoelace. Yeah, uh. so a good place for Wall to make his return tonight and a, a good, I don't know, get it sorted out here before the deadline and get a good couple looks of him. If, if it if his ankle breaks off, maybe you can get someone else before the deadline still. Um, yeah, I just think he's really good, and I think it's good to have him back. He's your number one goalie. He's your starting goalie, and Samson, I was giving them, and, and Martin Jones mm-hmm. gave them, a valiant effort over 85 days where they kept them above, they kept them afloat. Martin Jones, barely. 907 in the starts this year. Uh, but the, having them back, it's that's your starting goalie back. It's good. Yeah, let's hear how good it is to have Wool back there in we go. clip two. Beautiful. Yeah, it feels great. Like, because you said how, how he played, but also you just know how hard the guys work to, to get himself ready. And especially probably the last three weeks or so, like, he, you know, where he's, right there just there's just one last little hurdle for him to get over uh so you want to get him back and he's an important guy for our team and, and you want to you want to get him back in the net there you go he's back um also kelly Yarncrock practicing there is a, no roster limit after the trade deadline so presumably if they brought him back they would have to move someone in the next eight days so i would imagine kelly Yarncrock's finger is going to get an extra eight days to heal here mm. Before we, Call it a hunch. the next thing, I, I don't know why I'm leading this so hard today, but the next thing I wanted to bring up was the, the fine for Keefe mm-hmm. and his comments this morning. Did you, 25K? Thoughts? First of all, how can you get fined only 5K for burying somebody on the ice from behind, but you can get 25K for berating the ref? Calling the ref. Uh, it's, it's excessive. What's it, the fine? Yeah, amount? 25 yeah. grand. That's a lot. I, you know, but you know how many ex- snacks ex- I could buy for our regional <laughs> games tonight with 25 grand? Excuse my ignorance here. And this is a very ignorant per- question for someone in my profession. Do you think that just comes out of Sheldon's bank account? No. Leafs pay that for sure. No, no. Because they're not on the hook in, uh, in the cap. So, right. so it doesn't really matter. Do so you think MLSE or, you know, whatever, the if MLSE, corporate higher-ups are like it. But yeah. if MLSE turns around to, to Sheldon and say, we're not paying for it, He's got to pay for it. Yeah. If they want to be, if they want to be nice guys, have his back. I'm sure they'll be like, yeah, right? stop doing that. Somebody in MLSC will go up to the 300 levels and go to one of the beer stands and be like, hey, give me that 25k, and then we'll, yeah. uh, I'll go pay if well, Sheldon's fine. But you know how, <laughs> you know how out. I feel about like that. It was a useless outcry mm-hmm. to begin with for me. Mm-hmm. 
if I'm MLSC, I don't need it. Sheldon, you want to go and have a temper tantrum after we've won seven in a row? Then you're paying that thing. Let's not me. listen because uh, Sheldon actually weighed in. He actually today, instead of just completely skipping the yep. questions, he he weighed in on his outburst in clip four. Well, all I'll say to, all I'll say is is you know there's I think there is a there is a fine line between being the voice for the players at different times uh, to try to be the voice so that they don't have to be. They can focus on playing. But really, all I'll say is is. You know, my job as a coach is to really make sure I'm focused on the next moment and what comes next. And and I don't feel like I lost control or anything like that the other night. But I'm not focused on the right thing. That's not uh, my job is to be focused on the right thing. Players' jobs be focused on the right thing. So I'll, I'll be better in that area. It's a chance for me to reflect and, and grow from it. And that's really, you know, all I'll say for me. I think we can move on. Hey, it's got to start. That that image of him being a hothead and not having great relationships with the officials, that rehabilitation has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with that that call. I don't know if it's a message to the league and the officials. I need to be better. I need to grow. Is it an Buddy, olive branch? It, no, it's apology culture. We've all learned the things that people no, no, say No, 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 no. This is strategic. This is strategic. But this listen. is from, I don't know if it was from yeah. Brendan or Brad Tree living, calling him in the office and going, hey, Sheldon. Yeah. You're going to start walking it back. You're killing us right now. Right. So he said all the points he wanted to say. I didn't think I lost control and that I'm the voice for the players. And then he said the thing he had to say, which was, I'm going to refre- reflect and grow from this. And what else do we say in this day and age? I'm learning. I'm listening. You know, I'm listening now. I'm mm-hmm. not. This is all the, you know, I'm going to try to be better. That's hey, not the, who the, I am. The, 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 the voice for the players I'm not buying that. I like it in theory. I don't think he's been that, but I like the I, idea that I the played coach professional does that. hockey for 12 years. You know how many times I turned around after my coach thanks, absolutely no. ripped an official and I said, "Hey, thanks for having my I, back." I was thinking the same thing. Hey. He hey. does look like a dope. <laughs> yeah. He is the dumbest it's guy I've ever just, seen. It's just them. <laughs> Trying to get the next call. Yeah. That's all it is. But hey, or, is this not the theme of Sheldon's coaching? The trying to win every game, trying to get the next call without the long term vision of like what how and then do people look I can't at me? think of a a worse way to try to get the next call when it's always just about ripping them. But it does work if you're not always ripping them. It does work, sorry, if you're not Yes, you're right, yes. but it has to be at the right time and yeah. it has to be on the right call. And yeah. I get it, it was a phantom call. I, I'm with you, Sheldon, on a call BS call Terrible on call. Mitch Marner. Yeah. But when you go that hard, you got to go that hard on on a different game than mm-hmm. Down five, game two 57. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you there. No, anyways... Um, do you want to hit a break? Talk about the Coyotes? Yes, we do need to get to Craig Morgan. Yep. Coyote beat writer with uh, the Phoenix Sports uh, is going to join us next, and we'll get uh, a feel on where they're going between now and the trade do you deadline. Mean that literally? Or, 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 no. <laughs> or within the season? Both. Okay. Both. Salt Lake? <laughs> yeah. Salt Lake to the basement to the draft lottery. All you right, Craig break. Morgan, when we return, don't go away. More real Kipper and Bourne after these words. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Let's go to Craig Morgan now, who covers the Arizona Coyotes for Phoenix Sports and also uh, does a great job with the NHL Network. So, Craig, the uh, the Maple Leafs have not gotten a home regulation win against the Coyotes since October 17th, 2002, when Trevor Kidd was in the net. Now, as the Coyotes come in tonight's game on a 13-game losing streak, is there a danger that the Coyotes are overconfident tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a setup. (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) It is a, it's a bizarre stat, first of all, but then when you look at the situation the Coyotes are in right now and without Clayton Keller as well, I mean... I got a feeling that that streak is ending tonight. Maybe it'll go to OT and they'll get a point and we'll keep this thing going, but things couldn't be worse for the Coyotes right now. And not, not to mention all the stuff that's swirling off yeah. the ice, but this team just has hit an unbelievable tailspin right now. The second longest since they've been in Arizona, just two games shy of that record. And it's crazy to think that on January 1st, this team was in a playoff spot. Now there's something like 17 points off the playoff pace. It's but, insane. So Craig, why, why like bad goaltending? Where do you, where do you pin this on uh, the, the, the fall off the cliff here this season? So many things. I, I don't want to pin it on one. I can't ignore the fact that they haven't won a game since the press release came out of Salt Lake city. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, announcing that they were ready for expansion. And, oh, by the way, they also have an arena ready for an NHL team right away. The Coyotes haven't won since that release came out, but obviously that's not all that's at play here. NHL teams need to be able to block that out as much as it can be a factor in the room. The goaltending has definitely fallen off. Connor Ingram was playing at an elite level. He hasn't been able to sustain that recently. He was actually out for a couple games with injuries. This team doesn't defend well. That's been a weakness all season. There's so many things that have fallen apart during this stretch. I don't want to pin it on one thing. It just feels like a total collapse. They're not getting secondary scoring. As I said, they're not defending well. They're taking bad penalties. They're giving up goals in the first 10 minutes of games. They lead the league in goals against in the first 10 minutes of games. Throw all that together and you have just this perfect storm and this really ugly losing streak. Do you want to stay on uh, off ice first, or go but go on the ice? Uh, up to you. Uh, no, I I, I got to dive in because okay. you know you're 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 connected here. So, what what's the deal here on on their ownership group, and how long does Gary Bettman give Alex to find land a rink money? Like, come on, this has to come to a head. We're we're all sick and tired of it. Yeah, I think it's fair to expect that this this is honestly I'll go back to the Tempe vote when the Tempe vote failed mm-hmm. I walked out of that meeting uh, that uh, honestly I was at a, a, a an event that was supposed to be a celebration for the Coyotes they were they were that confident they were going to win it and then you saw what happened with the vote when I walked out of those headquarters I thought it was over I thought the Coyotes were done in Arizona a couple days later the league said it was going to give Alex Morello a little more leash um, we we all know that they've been pursuing a couple pieces of land. They looked at a, a piece of land in Mesa, and I don't think that's dead, but I think that everybody knows by now they're focused on a piece of land, state trust land in Northeast Phoenix adjacent to Scottsdale. It's supposed to be on the agenda for the Arizona State Land Department next month, March 14th, and we're hearing that there will be an actual auction for this land probably around mid-June. Now, he's got to win that auction, right? 
it seems like the league is giving him this one final chance. I, I say it seems like because who knows what's happening behind closed doors. But, you know, we heard all the talk of the All-Star game and then it went quiet. It feels like they're going to give Alex Morello this one last chance. I'm surprised. I have to be honest that they're giving him another chance. But this has to be it. If Alex can't land this piece of land to build the arena on, they at least have to say goodbye to this ownership group and move on, whether plan B is trying to find another local owner or the nuclear option of going to Salt Lake City. Well, so let's say they get this land. Let's say he wins the auction. Then what? You know, then you're going to play in Mullet Arena for two years while, while they build? Is, would, that, would that be tenable? Uh, and you say two years, it's probably at least three years. Ugh. And that's that's an important question. Is yeah. the league really willing to allow this to happen for another three years. We know how everybody feels about Mullet Arena. It was okay as a, a temporary solution for one, two, three seasons, but now we're talking five. What happens if there are delays in construction and it's actually six? That, to me, is it, it, it's shocking, but I, I also wonder, and I'm sure you guys are aware of the uh, tweets that Richard Rodier put out uh, a while ago, does the league have the grounds, legal grounds, to force a sale? I don't know what's in place in terms of agreements. Is there a proxy agreement in place? Mm. I don't know if the league has the ammunition to say you have to sell Alex Morello. And I can tell you from on the ground here, Alex does not want to sell this team. Has he paid all his bills? He has. I, I, mean, I know that that was a, a problem in Glendale. Uh, there's some bad narratives out there, of course. People think they got kicked out of Glendale because they didn't pay their bills. That's not why they left. They left because they wouldn't sign a long-term lease. So Glendale said it had to move on. I have the Glendale city manager literally on the record saying that and mm-hmm. said it to me again recently. But, yeah, that was a problem as well. There have been multiple issues here, right? Tempe didn't, didn't work out. They had a deal that they were working on with Arizona State University before that, but they walked away because, among other things, they couldn't put a sports book on ASU land. So this is like the third third go-round with trying to find an arena solution for this ownership group, not to mention groups of the past. So, you know, let's say they are to, to get a rink. The idea for most teams is that once they get a rink, they want to be good when that rink is built. You know, the Calgary Flames kind of have a few-year range here. The Coyotes have 3,964 draft picks. I just checked. That's the exact number. <laughs> what is the plan? Like, are they going to start getting aggressive and trying to win? Are they? Is there a, a deadline for them to try to be good at hockey? I think so. And listen, I, I'm a, I believe in what Bill Armstrong is doing, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I have seen rebuilds here in the past where they just abandoned shit midstream. We're going to rebuild. Oh, you know what? We, we need to win right now. And it never worked out. I mean, we saw what the John Chica era, while they brought in Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel, and they didn't have anything up the middle at, at center ice. So you knew this team wasn't going to sustain any success. Bill Armstrong wants to build sustainable success. He's obviously a scout by trade, and he wants to acquire as many drafts as, assets as possible, both to try and get high-quality players, but a volume of players. Play the numbers game. I believe in that approach. And I, they, if you look at the sort – this doesn't play out always on the ice, but if you look at the rankings of prospect systems, the Coyotes are a top-10 system, and they have an insane amount of picks in the first two and three rounds over the next three drafts as well. So they're going to have even more. I think as you start seeing some of those players filter into the AHL and then the NHL, you can see, okay, mm-hmm. here's the future. 
Next season in Tucson, you're going to see a bunch of those guys. So they'll be one step away. How long it takes for them to establish themselves as NHL players, I don't know if that will sync up perfectly with the arena. But that's their hope, at least. We're talking to Craig Morgan, who does a great job covering the Arizona Coyotes at Phoenix Sports and the NHL Network. So... Craig, uh, Bill Armstrong, trade deadline. What can we expect? There there are some names. There are some quality hockey players that I think other teams would be interested in. Uh, Got a couple of names for us. Yeah, I mean, the the, the obvious ones are Matt Dumba and Jason Zucker, both on expiring contracts this year. I'd be surprised if both of those guys are here after the trade deadline. Beyond that, honestly, I'm not sure that the Coyotes are going to be terribly active. I don't know that they're willing to move a guy like Alex Kerfoot or Karel Demelka unless they get a fantastic offer. And then I know there's there's been talk the last couple of seasons about guys like Nick Schmaltz, Lawson Krause. I don't think either of those guys is on the table, honestly. Um, if there's a spectacular offer, you have to listen. GMs always have to listen. But I don't think either of those guys is on the table. I don't think their core guys are on the table. Interesting that you mentioned Matt Dumba. Last time I checked, shot right play defense uh if the if there's a leaf fan out there asking you could he help the leafs what's your answer yeah i'm curious what it would look like in the right role for matt dumba look listen the offensive side of his game that we saw earlier in his career i think that's gone but when he came in here a lot of people i talked to mike rousseau about him how talked about how well he played the second half of the season defensively for the wild Honestly, we've only seen that in spurts. Matt Dumba hasn't had a great season. It feels like he's trying to do too much. Maybe he's been put in a role where he has to do too much here. But as you mentioned, he's a right-handed guy. He's got a lot of experience. He's a big hitter who can skate. He can probably help a team in the postseason. And teams are always looking for help on the blue line. Hey, Craig, great stuff, man. We really appreciate your time. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, And uh, we look forward to having you back on soon. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, man. Craig Morgan. So they're not staying at that mullet arena for five or six years. That's not happening. No. No. So here's what we're saying then is there's no alternative to moving from Arizona. Whether they come back to Arizona. No, there's a solution. What's this? Oh, what is it? Yeah, you just... Move in with the Phoenix Suns of the NBA. So why has this not been done? What is it? I mean, I know the rink is not built for hockey. It, it, Too bad it, we didn't have it, a guy it, on that would, maybe would have known the answer to that. Yeah. It would. <laughs> it, would uh, it would need to be, yeah, fixed up. Yeah, but like it renovations. Could, and... Yeah, you just fix it. Yeah. Whatever it needs for hockey, just do it and. Put the money in there in the Put short term. Put the money term. in there in the short term. Yeah. It's a, it's a Band-Aid. Okay. While you start building a new arena. Well, it's even that probably that takes hard. time. Yeah. Even that probably takes time. So you're in Mullet next year while they do the renos or whatever. Sure. Or part of the year. Sure. Part of it. But no, the, 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 just fix the rink and go back to 10, 12, 15,000 fans. You know Jason Zucker? Left winger. Makes 5.3 million. That guy... Loves hockey, loves to score, hates Nick Cousins. Uh, Those things. He, I don't know really what much about his, but he was a good player for a while. With the, wasn't he yeah. on the Cup teams with uh, the Penguins? Pittsburgh. 
He was there, right? Am I, am I remembering that correctly? No, don't. Maybe it would have been after. Yeah, Maybe I after. Feel like he was after. Okay, but no, he's he can play. Yeah, but. thirty-two years old. He's got eight goals and twenty-three points this year and in forty-eight yeah. games. You know, yeah. not a, not much there for me. You know, looking through their lineup, trying to pick through parts. You know, with Nick Bustad at two point one million, play I like cent- him. Play center for you. I like him. Okay, that would be a guy this year and next at two point one. I think the Leafs should give up a th- a fourth rounder for him. Do you like him more than David Camp? Uh, yeah, it's kind of the same I do. money. Yeah, I do. I think he's bigger and heavier. Well, and definitely more offensive upside. Yeah, I, I just ha- still have envisions. Thirteen of goals, thirty-one Gutis points this year. Crushing. Well, Camp. listen, he'd have crushed Rempe <laughs> or anything. Yeah. Whoever you think the biggest guy in the league is at that. I mean, after the whistle Adam. when he didn't know it was coming. Yeah, he probably would have got. Hey, uh, so I was watching uh, some clips for our show tonight. Um talking about the Leafs and whatever. So I watched the game winner where Gudis oh. sets the pick and he's in Joe Wall's face last year and whatever. Yeah. I mean, playoff hockey's different. The pace of that play, the back and forth, the energy, Listen, it's it's jarring the, to watch the, the, There is nothing out there between now and the end of the trade deadline will get you close to getting a lineup that can go toe-to-toe or shoulder-to-shoulder with the Florida Panthers. But mm. no, there's nothing. Trust me, they're, Tanev they're, was part of it. They're, they're 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 mean, and they're you like them too much. They're not that good. Oh, oh my no, gosh, they're, they're really good. Hey. Bonnie, what are you talking? They're, about? They're, they're so hey, good. They're yes. tough, and they're they're real tough. They're not manufactured tough. I know. They're, I know. They I know. like it. I like them too. They're okay. a 700 winning percentage team. You but know, you, they're, you, they're not you, running away with the league. Is my point. You, you need to go and try to just kind of get closer. Yeah. You just. Got to get a little bigger and stronger still for this Leaf team to think Absolutely that they can go do. and beat the Florida Panthers. Yeah. And there's still time for that. You're never going to get – you're never going to go shoulder to shoulder with them because at the end of the day – You don't have to. You have way better the, scores. The Leafs have to win against Florida with great goaltending, mm-hmm. a great power play. Mm-hmm. And stay out of the streets. Right? Because of you- speed. Yeah, that's yeah. how you're going to beat Florida if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're not going shoulder to shoulder, but get one or two other guys that can help you balance you need your it a little bit. Superstars to, to shoot at the of net. Of course a lot. you do. Yeah. Of course um, you do. Join Cobb Thread this Saturday, March second, for Donation Day, where two dollars from every six pack of their hot crust buns sold will be donated to over a hundred local Canadian charities with a target goal of over a half a million dollars. To celebrate, we're giving away a hundred dollar Cobb's Bread gift cards all week. And to enter, text the daily code word 590-590. Today's code word is hot cross buns. Hot cross buns <laughs> to 590-590 right now for your chance to win. Cobb's Bread bakes fresh in-house all day, every day. And when the doors close, all the leftover baked goods are donated to local charities. The next morning, they start fresh, boys. Today's code word is hot cross buns. Text 590-590. Please tell me you're getting a, like a loaf out of this or something. I, I don't even need it. I actually fully endorse God's Bread. It's yeah. a yeah. wonderful place. I know. Right, to reiterate that every episode you know, here, It's a wonderful spot. pro God's Bread on this show. Just get us three loaves. Chuck us a scone. I, can, <laughs> I mean, I can. I, boys, I don't get paid a ton, but I can, I can afford the four bucks for a loaf. You can grab a give loaf. Me, <laughs> give me something tonight here. Is this just going to be a cookie night for the Toronto nah, Maple Leafs? Not a chance. Uh, really? Buddy, four left-handed Ds. Joe, Joe Wolves. Six, first, by the way. Six buddy, left-handed no, no Ds. No Clayton Keller. Joe, no. This is like... Seven, eight, or nine goals, is it not tonight? It's a cookie You know night. what? It's that mindset for the Leafs that kills them. I, that's what kills them. 
I think Leaf Nation needs one tonight because they were really yeah, like high. The seven in a row. They, they just... were high, no, they were high and mighty, feeling great, puffing their chests out, and the manner in which they lost on Tuesday night to the Golden Knights shook oh, humbling, shook a few people to their core, including yeah. myself. So it'd be nice just to, they don't have to smoke them. Just beat them convincingly. 7-2. No, not even. 4-2, 5-2, fine. 4-2 with an empty net? No. Against a no. team that hasn't won in Will, a month? Willie Nylander, OT winner? So I'm predicting tomorrow's show they come in, they win 2-1, Kippers be like, ah, this team's <laughs> no good. He's going to say that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I'm no. all about oh. the process. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll judge the process right? tonight. And I am looking forward to seeing Joe Wall, boys. It's been a long time, and yeah. he's their best goalie, so... Need him to get hot. You take it easy on just loading him up uh, as being the savior. What are you talking here. about? He is their best goalie. He He's their starting goalie. Doesn't need that pressure, Sammy. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, Sammy, the guy that doesn't have a phone is listening to Real Kipper and Born right <laughs> Playing now. Playing piano. Yeah. Domi, uh, Nylander, and Bertuzzi. They need to be much better tonight. I need yeah. a much better game out of them. Two in a row. Two stinkers in a row for me. Just start at 200 feet. Right. They, they don't do that. But. Yeah, they got to learn. They do have to learn. They gotta, everybody's got to learn. That you're about. Okay, our thanks to Craig Morgan covering the Arizona Coyotes. When we come back, Frank Saravelli from dailyfaceoff.com to talk Canav and what's out there. Pedersen? Pedersen as well. He had some news on Pedersen, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get into that. There's so much more when we return. As we go national next on The Real Kipper... And Bourne Show. Don't go away.